And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're talking today about a very controversial and very interesting film. It's called Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. A short story written by Annie Pearl, turned into a screenplay by the wonderful Larry McMurtry, directed by Ang Lee. And it stars Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal as two cowboys back in 1963, both of them lonely and out of work, who wind up sheep herding in the harsh Wyoming mountains. And believe it or not, they fall in love. You don't think they had too much idle time, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that Randy Quaid, who plays their boss, says the same thing. He says, you guys figured out some way to fill up your time up there in the mountains. Well, apparently they did. They did indeed. As one wag put it, they came out of the burn on this picture. Oh, my. (laughs) And I thought it was terrific. I loved the way they handled it. It was sensitive. These are two very tough, hard-bitten cowboys, and they both get married later in the film and have their own children and their own problems, but they never get over this wonderful feeling that they have for each other, and I thought it was a very sensitively told film. Well, I didn't like it as much as you did, Les. I didn't dislike or hate the movie, but I have some very serious reservations about this picture. I want to begin by saying it's not about the lifestyle of these two guys at all. My reservations about the picture have nothing to do with that. I felt that the screenplay did not go far enough, if you want to be honest about it. And I didn't think there was enough passion between these two guys where I could actually buy the fact that they were in love. I felt that this was a lust story, not a love story. Both characters were very one-dimensional. It must have been very difficult for the director and the screenwriter to concoct a two-hour movie where both major roles were about laid-back, laconic cowboys who really couldn't communicate their feelings and their thoughts about one another to each other. Well, that's a big problem because if they can't communicate it to each other, they're not going to tell me anything as an audience member either. I also felt that there was no great evidence of love between these two guys. Oh, sure, they managed to get some time off from their married lives and go on a, quote, fishing trip every year or so. But there were no acts of compassion between these two guys. There was no giving, no sharing, no sacrifice for one another. And I didn't think that the casting helped in this picture either. And by that I mean it's very tough to see two guys who are all over the tabloids. I'm talking about Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. Guys who are known as babe magnets all over Hollywood. (laughs) To see them attempting to play gay cowboys is almost impossible to accept. Well, I think they don't really play gay cowboys. They play cowboys. They play these quiet, in Heath Ledger's case, an almost silent guy who chases after sheep and herds them, and they shoot their dinner and do all the things that John Wayne would have done Excuse me, ago. Les. These boys go into a pup tent and are cuddling and canoodling and are spooning. Now, you can't tell me that that doesn't make them gay. Of course oh, it of makes, course them, it makes gay. them gay. But they're not gay acting. They're not queens. I don't believe that they're queens. I don't think that that would have had any role in this film. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that I never saw any great relationship come out of these two guys. I think two guys like that don't show feelings about relationships even when they are married. I think that's half the picture. Well... That can be, but it's not particularly intriguing to show two guys that are basically dull and uncommunicative for two hours. I mean, where is the excitement? Where
or is the drama in the story? Let me just put my two cents in here, Les. I think there were a couple things the screenwriter might have done to make this picture a little more believable. For two and a half hours, really nothing much happens in the lives of these two cowboys other than the fact that they get married. Not to each other. Right. (laughs) I thought it would have made the film more dramatic had there been an element that might have threatened their relationship had it been exposed. Well, you know, that's true. Randy Quaid happened to see what they were doing and he was very angry and the next year he refused to hire them which I thought was going to be a major point in the film and they said oh well he's not going to hire us and they went away. Yeah I think it would have been more exciting had that been a real threat. I have to agree with you there. And there were no stampedes there were no storms no avalanches no territorial wars this was just a story that went on and on and on and these guys met once a year for a little bit of fun in their pup tent which by the way we didn't even get to see that. So as far as I'm concerned, this movie was not nearly passionate enough. Well, the only scene that looked even the slightest bit graphic takes less than a minute. So if you're going to see what you think is a radically homosexual picture, it ain't that at all. No, it certainly isn't. Honestly, Les, halfway through the movie, I was watching these guys, and my brain started to make up one-liners. I kept thinking to myself, John Wayne is spinning in his grave, but Randolph Scott is tap dancing on it. (laughs) And then I thought, oh my gosh, this gives new meaning to the word cowpoke. Also, I think that as the characters age, they become even less believable. Seeing Jake Gyllenhaal wearing a false mustache, to me, he looked like a high school senior in the play Life with Father. I just thought it was ludicrous. Heath Ledger fared a little bit better, but I didn't think the character that Anne Hathaway played aged very well either when they put those stupid-looking blonde wigs on her head. I just didn't think this was a very good picture. Well, I disagree with you. I thought it was a wonderful picture. Ang Lee is one of my favorite directors. He did The Ice Storm and another film that I liked and you didn't earlier this year, An Unfinished Life with Robert Redford and Morgan Freeman. I just think this is a terrific film. Well, I am frustrated with this movie because I feel that the screenwriters did not go far enough in exploring what should have been a very deep and emotionally riveting and satisfying relationship not only to the guys on the screen, but to me as an audience member. I wish this had been a better movie. I'm going to have to give it a yellow light. I respect you for giving it a green light. And I know that everybody out there is raving about this picture. So I may be the lone voice here that says, caution here. I'm not so sure that it's the greatest movie of the year. I just have one last note to say to Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. Guys, the next time you're asked to sign up for a buddy movie, be sure to read the fine print. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I think Heath Ledger is a very good actor. I do too. And more than Jake Gyllenhaal, I really believed who he was in the film. So I'm giving it a green light. I urge everybody to put your prejudices aside and go see this film and enjoy it. Oh, I think that it's well worth seeing. And I believe that people should... Should see the movie. I was just giving it a caution based on the fact that I didn't think the screenplay really went far enough. Well, I gave King Kong a yellow and everybody thinks I'm crazy. So that's the exciting thing about you and I talking about movies. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies.
Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.